Optimal circadian health helps people struggling with fatigue, rainfall, crashes, and other nagging symptoms finally reclaim their energy and health without relying on endless supplements, lab testing, and restrictive diets. I'm Dylan Peckis, MD, and this podcast answers one question. How can you reclaim your energy levels and health even if you feel you've tried everything? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe and review our podcast. Hey everyone, it is Dylan Peckis here from Optimal Circadian Health, and today we are going to dig into your adrenals. Kinda, not really, but hey, it is going to be about adrenal fatigue, and you'll soon understand why I have air quotes around that because this is a really important episode because adrenal fatigue is this thing that gets thrown around like spaghetti at a wall here in an Italian restaurant because not everyone fully understands this thing and if they did I don't think there'd be so many people that get stuck with this for one two three four five ten years because if you knew what it was you wouldn't be struggling with it for so long right or you may be just crazy like to struggle with things but seriously that's not the case because adrenal fatigue is one of the most misunderstood things ever. Okay. Yeah, I know conventional medicine doesn't really recognize it, but let's not even bring that into the discussion because this is a real problem that people have. And we're going to dig into what is it really about and being able to understand, okay, now that you get the, fo- the sort of the core fundamental truths of what it is all about, how to freaking fix it. Okay, because so many people, they'll get stuck on supplements, they'll get stuck on these like restrictive diets, they'll just be like resting for months and years on end, and just adjusting to this life that is not them. And then they just accept that. So that's unacceptable. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. So that's why we're together here. And we're going to talk about being able to not only identify this, but many times confirming what is going on and what that really means down at that deep level here. And then we got to talk about like, what are the big mistakes that you don't want to be making? Or if you're making them right now, that's fine. We've all been there. Being able to leave those out and be able to change up your approach. And that's really the, the big part. How you need to be able to approach this issue instead so that you can finally be able to move in the right direction of where you don't have to be you know, downgrading the quality of your life. So if you're someone who has been told you have adrenal fatigue, maybe you researched it a bit and you think you have adrenal fatigue, this is for you. That being said, if you have Addison's or adrenal insufficiency of where your adrenals like literally medically are like inert, not even there anymore or have been completely destroyed by your immune system this is not this is not for you so there should be an x somewhere on your browser or you do control w that will also close out this video okay because that's a big part of what's going on here is that medical disclaimer none of this is meant to diagnose or treat any sort of disease this is not replace medical advice always consult with your physician all right You can go ahead, pause, read all that good stuff because we're going to keep on going to what we're going to talk about here today. So with that, we really want to be able to understand, okay, what is really going on here at this core fundamental level? So let's dig into that. 
All right, so the big thing about adrenal fatigue that you need to shift your mindset on to be able to shift your results on is this. The symptoms of adrenal fatigue, air quotes, and also real quotes, they're secondary to disrupted circadian rhythms and mitochondrial failure. You may want to write that down, okay? So what is going on here? Because when we walk through all these symptoms, we're just, and we're going to do just that, we're talking about brain fog, okay? What is that at its core fundamental level? That is essentially the neurons in your brain, which are going to have those mitochondria in there. They're not able to produce enough energy to then produce the proper balance of neurotransmitters that allow you to focus in on things. This is why you'll walk into a room, forget why you're there, or you're having a conversation with someone, literally they, the word just came out of their mouth, you have no idea what they just were. You have to read the same thing like three times on the screen and then three times more because your neurons are not being able to produce and exchange the proper amounts of dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, all this good stuff. And it's not like, you know, brain fog is its separate sort of symptom here, okay, to be addressed. There's no like brain fog here. It's really a mitochondrial issue manifesting as brain fog. And that's an important distinction because, you know, when we're talking about fatigue, it's going to show up as fatigued neurons. It will also show up as fatigued muscles here so the the heaviness that you have in your muscles or if you have exercise or intolerance rather where you work out and you're just sore for like days on end or you crash essentially that's brain fog but in your muscle cells and what i mean by that is again the mitochondria in your muscles are not able to keep up with things and they're producing too much lactate they're producing other metabolites that are then shutting your muscles down and they that's why they feel like they're filled with lead or that kind of achy burning that you'll have because your muscles are now failing and not really able to work because it's a global energy issue based at that fundamental mitochondrial level okay and so like the, the big issue is when like people talk about these sorts of things it's like okay yeah your muscles are achy okay yeah you need to make sure you have enough b vitamins and all stuff no, 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 no. It's not about those components at all. It's about how your metabolic engines, those metabolic machines, they're not able to get your muscles to a point of where they're properly working. And please note, as we're talking about these things, this that didn't have anything to do with your adrenals at all. So keep that in mind as we're going through this. The other component here, when you're wired but tired at night or having on refreshing sleep. So what is going on there i mean this is an extension so you of your mitochondria failing because when you're not able to produce the biochemical energy and all the different forms of energy from that mitochondria your body's going to be pressing like the buttons to kind of get some more electrical juice going through your circuitry that is what your nervous system literally is an electric highway to allow other energy mechanisms to kick into place and to kick into overdrive but instead of overdrive you like running it's overdrive just to keep you like functional or barely functional or just alive and when that's going on that's when you'll start to really lose control of the nervous system and it will become very dysfunctional so what does that look like wired but tired tired but wired whatever you want to call that essentially that's when you are just tired as all hell during the day and then because your body hates you now you're finally awake when you're trying to go to bed at night 
thanks, body. Thanks a lot. And so as that's happening, that's happening because you've gone through a day of where your mitochondria have been struggling and struggling, and your nervous system is trying to kick it into gear, but there's eventually that flipping point of where now, since your nervous system has been trying to push you and push you all day, then it's going into mega overdrive there, and then that's going to really hurt your sleep here. Because what that looks like is essentially throughout the day, you're going to be making more and more norepinephrine and epinephrine, neurotransmitters that pretty much get you into this fight or flight mode and then have you stuck there. That's what's going to really go on and that's what's going to keep you up. It's gonna, that's what's going to prevent you from falling asleep. And that's also what's going to prevent you from having deep restorative sleep. Because when your nervous system is not communicating properly, it's not synchronized properly, it is going to be secreting the wrong neurotransmitters at the wrong time. Okay? Important point there. And when that's going on, when you're having elevated catecholamines, that's the general category of these, okay? That's what norepinephrine and epinephrine are a part of. That will then prevent you from getting to these deeper stages of sleep. Because when these neurotransmitters are elevated, that's what's going to keep you in these higher frequency brain waves. Beta, probably not alpha. And so as your body is trying to go all the way into delta in these very deep stages of sleep, which would be, you know, beta would be around, you know, 20, 30 hertz, even above that. Don't worry about the, the frequency unit of measurement. Just know it's 20, 30. You want to get all the way to like one or two to get to deep sleep. But when your brain is flooded with catecholamines because, again, you don't have the energetic capacity to keep things going without the nervous system overdrive, that's when you're not going to get down into that. And as a result, you're going to be, even if you do sleep eight hours a night, because so many people will be like, oh, Dylan, I sleep just fine. How do you feel when you wake up? Oh, I feel like a train has hit me. Okay, we need to talk. Because when that's going on, that's because you can even have eight hours, eight hours and, you know, your bedroom's just nice and all this stuff and you've, you've taken your melatonin supplement and we'll just leave the melatonin supplement to the, the side for now. It's a bad idea. But essentially, as you're waking up unrefreshed, this is telling us that you're not getting deep enough into sleep and then the next morning, you're not going to be able to be in a space of where, you're, again, your mitochondria continue to go downhill and you're perpetuating this cycle here and that's where a lot of people they'll go down of where it starts off as one night of bad sleep or maybe two a week now it's three a week four a week and that's just how you wake up now that's just how you go about your day and barely function hold everything together and this is why like again when we mention these things yes your adrenals are an extension of your nervous system but they're not the central hub within the central nervous system. So let's stop blaming your adrenals here, okay? They're just like an innocent person at the scene of the crime, okay? You need to kinda give them the love they need, but they're not the real culprit here. And so, again, this sort of improper timing is a huge thing because when you have adrenal fatigue, is it ever just fatigue? No, there's usually a slew of other symptoms that are already there or are already developing. And so when we take this concept of bad timing, okay, we were just in the brain with the nervous system, not being able to have 
proper amount of norepinephrine or, or even your own natural GABA stores, that's going to prevent you from getting the deeper levels of sleep. But now this concept of poorly timed sleep, poorly timed metabolism is underneath that. Now let's bring it to a new place in your body, the gut. This is why so many people will have gut issues. This is why so many people that can't really help your adrenal fatigue, they'll do these food testing, the sensitivities and this and that. That's just poorly addressing another symptom of what's going wrong underneath here. So again, gut timing. Your gut is one of the highly most metabolically active areas of your body that requires the most coordination. Your gut cells, your enterocytes, they're designed to change over and recycle and refresh about every three days. We compare that to your red blood cells, that's about 90 to 100 days. We compare that to your bones, that's about seven years. So they have a pretty quick sort of way that they're supposed to turn around and be refreshed and it's just very tightly coordinated and needs to be exquisitely timed metabolism. But when the timing is off, that is when your gut gets off. And that's when your microbiome gets off. No, it's not the microbiome swallow itself. That's going to react to what your gut and body is doing. So with that, that is when, again, you're going to have these issues. Now you're sensitive to gluten. Now you have all these food sensitivities. Now, like, it's just like something of where you have to restrict more and more foods because of this breakdown in timing. Because when the timing is off, then the the gut cells are going to break apart, things are going to get through. And that's where yeah, those food sensitivities may be real. But it's secondary to the timing being off between your cells, they're not metabolizing certain nutrients properly, and they'll either leak through into your body, which isn't good, you want them to be broken down and digested, or those metabolites stay in your gut microbiome. And then that allows the proliferation of bacteria that you don't really want a whole lot of. All because all your gut cells are not on the same page. They're not really properly working all in the same sort of timing mechanism. And then that's when you lead to those gut issues. So, and the other sort of fallacy and trip up from this is that, yeah, you have these gut issues and now say you're, you're gluten sensitive again. Perhaps not full-blown celiacs, but gluten sensitivity nonetheless here, all right? So you take gluten out, you're good, right? Wrong. Because again, you being sensitive to gluten is a symptom of this mistimed, unsynchronized gut metabolism. So yeah, you'll feel better when you take it out. Did you fix the problem? No, you did not. And again, when we bring this to just this concept of poorly timed metabolism, it just continues to go throughout. So kind of back into the nervous system here is neurotransmitters being depleted because a lot of one of the big symptoms is not being able to handle any stress. So remember what we talked about earlier, when your neurons don't have the energy and they're not properly talking to each other, now they're not going to put out the right neurotransmitters. And in fact, they will start to deplete the ones that allow you to be more balanced, serotonin, dopamine. And I don't mean to simplify it as simple as that, because it's not you need to incorporate the receptors and the activation of certain neural circuits, but we'll keep it simple. Essentially, when these neurotransmitters are being depleted, 
this is when any little thing is going to send you in to overwhelm. Any negative thought is now going to, I mean, send you down a down spiral of depression. That is what goes on. And it's, again, it's not because if cortisol is too high, don't worry, we'll talk about that too. Your cortisol can be high, yes, and you can still be able to deal with stress. Because cortisol is something that's only going to modulate the, nor the catecholamines inside of your blood and somewhat to your central nervous system as well. But it's really, again, yes, your adrenals produce cortisol. So do cells inside of your brain. Just let that one sit. And in fact, if you were to measure the concentration of cortisol produced and then distributed through your bloodstream, and then the concentration within certain parts of your brain, hypothalamus, pituitary, all those areas, the concentration inside your brain is going to be far, far greater. So the cortisol produced locally up here, and go look this up, everyone. I'm not lying to you. The cortisol in here is going to be a greater signaling impact than the ones produced by your adrenals. Has anyone told you that? Do you think that might be important? Again, adrenals. Just an innocent bystander at the scene of the crime. And again, this will then kind of then feed into, because when we're having dysregulated nervous system, that's going to dysregulate the metabolism downstream. What's one thing that's off when you have adrenal fatigue? You're craving carbs, you're craving salts, potato chips. I think that's usually the, the standard sort of salty food craving. Um, I mean, they are delicious, but why is this happening? Don't, don't someone say like aldosterone or salt wasting or you know those are things that can definitely happen in other medical entities for sure but in adrenal fatigue the reason you're craving salt the reason you're craving carbs is not because of what your adrenals are doing it's because of what's going on inside of your cells at two very specific levels here let's start with salt let's get salty shall we what does salt do Besides making some foods taste better, salt is designed to bring water through different areas of your body here, okay? Where do you need water? You need it inside of your cells, inside of your vascular, inside your veins, arteries, all that good stuff, okay? Where is it more important? Have you ever thought about where all these water goes and all the compartments? Perhaps not. That water needs to be inside of your cells in a big way. Why is that? Because water is what allows, the more water you have inside of your cells, that allows them to be as metabolically efficient as possible. Because your mitochondria, essentially, when they have more water around them, this allows them to be more efficient, more close together, because at the end of the day, you produce energy by passing electrons from point A to point B. If point A and point B are a lot closer together, you're going to produce a lot more energy. As simple as that. So this water that you bring into your cells, it's not able to stay in there. And we'll get into that in a second. And so that's why your body's like, we need water. We need salt to allow that water to come in and stay there. And so why isn't the water sticking around in the cell? Because you can be having all the salt you want, all the potassium and... Uh, 
other sort of electrolyte drinks, that's just going to keep water inside of your vascular space. Yes, it will go to the cell, but it won't stay there because when your mitochondria aren't producing enough ATP, and one of the big jobs of ATP, everyone talks, oh, it makes energy, and yeah, it's all great, that's all true. But when ATP binds onto a protein, it goes from like this scrunched up accordion here, condensed matter, if you want to get into physics here, condensed, and then ATP will bind onto it, and it will spread out. Okay, we go to compressed accordion, spread out. When it's spread out, guess what binds to it? Water. Water will bind to these proteins and then allow metabolism to run as it should. Because water is an integral part, but it's not because it's like a water in a cup. It's not in this solution. It's bound up to proteins, membranes around your mitochondria, membranes on the inside of the mitochondria, and it needs to be in the right spot. And it needs to have the energy in place to set the system up to latch onto this water. And so if you're not producing enough energy, then you're not producing ATP, you're not producing these sort of landing pads for water to go. And so that's why you crave carbs. Because when your mitochondria are shot, you can't really burn fat, which is going to be the most effective way of producing ATP. So what does your body say? Give me the carbs, give me the carbs, because that will then allow you to get some ATP out of glycolysis and other pathways that are outside of the mitochondria, still inside of the cell. They're in the cytosol. And then that's why you have that combination of carb and salt cravings with, you know, fatigue, adrenal fatigue, whatever you want to call that there. But again, that explanation. How many times did I mention adrenal? Yeah, not a whole lot, because the central issue is in those metabolic pathways. The other thing here, as we're going down the very common list, is when I was having my fatigue, and this is probably, you know, adrenal fatigue, the label I would have given myself 11, 12 years ago, is just having like the worst immune system ever. Frequent colds, you're always getting the flu before and after, you know, maybe getting the flu twice in a season, just having an awful immune system. Why does that happen? Could it be cortisol? Could it be cortisol suppressing your immune system? Yeah, that's part of it. But again, you can have elevated cortisol and you can have an immune system that functions. What is the fundamental difference? It is energy. Because your immune system, despite not having like a centralized home, yes, there's a spleen and the thymus and all this stuff. But for the most part, it's spread out throughout your blood. The immune system is the third most energetically costly system when there's an active infection here. So if you don't have energy, because energy in your body is like a budget, you'll have enough for breathing, you'll have enough for standing, you'll have enough for getting out of bed, you'll have enough for being there at work. But at the end of the day, your immune system is not going to get that part of the budget. Budget cuts, you're picking up these infections. You're picking up these co-infections. Again, you are given a label of adrenal fatigue, and now you're like, okay, well, maybe it's Lyme, maybe it's Babesiosa, I'm a COVID long hauler, all this stuff. It's really not. Yes, those are the things that will manifest, but again, down to the immune system, not having enough energy. And then kind of bring it further down, literally and figuratively, libido here. So when you're not having 
the proper amount of energy in your system, you're not going to make these hormones. So the, the common thinking is everything is being shunted to cortisol. It's this pregnenolone, pregnenolone steel syndrome. Okay. Yes, that will happen for sure. But here's the thing. Your adrenals make these hormones and then your gonads make this actual sex hormone. So why is depleting pregnenolone over here now affecting this over here? Like, has anyone thought of this? We'll just let that one sit. And so is it really the lack of available substrates? Because you have plenty of cholesterol all throughout your body. And if it goes to your adrenals or your gonads, it's going to make a certain, you know, biochemical profile as a result. And yes, if you have very, very, very high cortisol levels, then you will suppress other things. But again, there are scenarios where you can have high cortisol, high testosterone, high estrogen, high progesterone, high DHEA. What is the difference? Again, it is energy here. What is making all of these hormones? It is your mitochondria. That's where cholesterol goes in. Good yummy hormones come out. So again, if you're having properly functioning mitochondria all throughout your body, it's not a concern. Whatever your cortisol levels may be within that, you know, typical range here. Okay, obviously, if you have like Cushing syndrome, that's a different ballgame. But if you're someone who's gone to the doctor and like, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on, this applies to you. So those are kind of the, you know, we covered a lot there. So it's kind of summarized here. I made the See, take my name away here. Yeah, we'll just see that there. So essentially, remember, the adrenal fatigue sy symptoms are going to be secondary to these disrupted timings, that's the circadian rhythm, and the actual energy failure here. So again, the brain fog, your mitochondria, wired but tired, on refreshed sleep, gut issues, can't handle stress, the carbon salt cravings, the frequent colds, and of course, low libido. That's all going to be because of those two big factors. So that's why when we're having that now as our new foundation of what's going on, let's clear some stuff off the table in terms of what's kind of the BS out there and the big mistakes. That is the myths. Let's bust up some myths. Okay, so the big point here when we're talking about myths, I just want to put it out there because it is a myth. Well, I guess it's a truth now. When we're talking about these things within this range, obviously, if you have a medical diagnosed condition, you can go look up in a textbook and your doctor says it, that's something different. But with this nefarious adrenal fatigue stuff, I'm not saying your symptoms aren't real, but labs are irrelevant. Full stop. How can I say that? How can I say that? Because yes, your cortisol may be up or down here. Your melatonin as well, DHA as well. Where is that going to lead you? What actions are you going to take that are different because of that? And so with, let's just say cortisol here, this only leads you to so many different roads here of whether you're getting slapped on like ashwagandha or other sort of adaptogens, or, you know, you're now taking frequent snacks and all this stuff. But again, with those dysregulated cortisol levels, those are just addressing that very specific site in the adrenals, not up in your nervous system, not in the mitochondria throughout your body. And you're just playing with the number. And even when you're playing with the number, the one thing you're always going to miss out on is how the glucocorticoid receptor or your 
cortisol receptor, it doesn't really care. It's going to, you know, it's going to modulate itself accordingly because you can be blocking cortisol all you want. Your body will just make the cortisol receptors more sensitive. And this is why so many people, you start something, oh man, ashwagandha, it, it worked for a week. I am good. I am groovy. Have you guys heard of ashwagandha? It's like the bee's knees. It is small, ubiquitous, and awesome. But then like in a month, it's not having that same effect. Two months, it's one of those useless supplements that you're like, why the hell am I taking this? And that's because the receptors in your body are smarter than me. They're smarter than you. They're smarter than all of us. They will always adjust because they're downstream of the real issues here. So that's why chasing your cortisol levels, not the best strategy because that just sets you up for testing, dumping some supplements in, testing, dumping supplements in, testing, dumping. It just sets you on this unsustainable path of where you're just dealing with this outward symptom and this, this bandaid here. And similar to that, cause I know there's a, you know, adrenal sort of lab panels attached to that is going to be your melatonin. And that just leads to the melodrama here. And what I mean by this is that there's okay, my melatonin is off. Where does that lead you? Remember every time you take a lab test, you better have some sort of action step attached to that. Unfortunately, with testing these things, your action steps are, okay, let's take melatonin supplements. Okay, let's take valerian root, GABA, et cetera, et cetera. And what did we just do? Your body should be able to make all of those things. No, sorry, functional medicine guy. Your body is like, oh, some people just don't produce enough GABA. No, that's a bunch of horse crap. Everyone's body has that capacity in producing it and using it efficiently. Just because you aren't aware of that doesn't mean that you think some like everyone needs GABA or valerian root just a crock of crap. So with that, that's something that is then going to then shunt you into unnatural sleep. And when you're having unnatural sleep, I mean, it's just like taking a, a sleeping pill. Oh yeah, I'm knocked out for eight hours. Is that regenerative sleep? No. That is why people who will go on sleep medications, they have higher rates of cancer. Have They die much younger because they're not getting the natural sleep that allows your body to regenerate from the day before. So being able to have natural sleep is massively important. And we'll get into kind of more why these things are, you know, these levels. Yeah, tell us things, but they're almost irrelevant. The other thing is DHEA. Oh yes, it's the anti-aging hormone, all that stuff, but it's rather dubious because again, where does that lead you? Now you're on a DHEA cream telling your mitochondria, yeah, don't, don't ever try to make this because I got it covered. I got, I got a cream, I got a pill, we're good here. And then other hormones as well. Progesterone is another super common one. There are much better ways to get your mitochondria in action to making those. And as you get down there, then again, you're set up for this unnatural, sustainable path. Like when people are taking hormones and injectables, it's just like crazy talk. It is like a It's just like a modern human trying to have a modern solution for something that is so simple and overcomplicating it. And then setting up all these crutches that are gonna fall apart and leave you falling apart. The other component to this is it's also natural nutrients. I know, yeah, the adrenals, they use like C, like vitamin C and they use B vitamins and we need to, again, guys, when I was explaining 
all the symptoms and what was going on, how many times did I mention vitamin A, B, or C, X, Y, or Z? Not at all. It's not your nutrients. And then, again, remember, the immune system, people will get caught up, oh, I need to clear out Lyme. I need to clear out X, Y, or Z. Yes, there's some truth in that. But why do you think these infections come back? They stay hidden because your body's never in an energetic capacity to fully clear them. And the other thing attached to this is, again, toxins, things that accumulate that your body should be able to get out, yet another symptom. So I know a lot of people do hair mineral analyses. They'll do mercury, heavy metal panels, all that stuff. Yeah, that may identify your individual break in your system. But that's just a you know, a point, a reference to how the whole system behind it is falling apart. And so that's why the the real truth here is that your function throughout the day and night, cognitively, physically, when you crash, what causes you to crash, history of how you've been eating, all this stuff, that's going to be far more important than any of these labs here. Think of it like a car. It's just like that. You can have mechanic A, who they just stare at your dashboard to try to figure out what's wrong with the engine. Oh yeah, your fuel's a little low and it's a little bit hot. Um, let's put an ice pack on the engine and fill up the car. Is that gonna really fix something? No. You can have another mechanic who can hear the engine, is driving the car, sees you driving the car, looks under the hood, and based on a different perspective of being able to actually look at all these components and knowing how they all work together, that sort of functional assessment, being able to have that, that is what's going to actually lead to more actual things that actually bring you change. Because when you tell me, you know, you're crashing at this time, you're waking up on refreshed, you're being wired retired, I don't need to see any of these labs. I don't. I know what they're going to be. You can get them to confirm them. But there's something of where I know other people say, oh, it's it's guesswork if you don't do it. No, it's not. If you know how this works and what you're looking for and what your function means, you know, if your cortisol is 20, 15, 10, it doesn't really matter. Because even so, slapping you on ashwagandha, slapping you on DHEA, that's not fixing the issue sustainably long term that is because yeah you can do those things but you're not really going to get what you want so to wrap that up there the big myths here i guess the big truth labs are relevant cortisol levels are crap melatonin levels lead to melodrama dha is dubious it's, it's not about the the nutrients per se it's not any, the infections it's not the toxins it's really about how you're able to move throughout the day because that tells us about your body's energetic capacity and efficiency that's it. That's all. Doesn't need to be this big, crazy thing. And so that's why we're going to talk about the less crazy things in terms of what you need to be doing instead here. So the big thing, the big, big thing, stop chasing numbers and start addressing your body's rhythms and your mitochondria. And this is such a big thing of where, yes, you need to be able to address this without labs because it'll be a lot faster. You won't be chasing numbers because you get caught up in the numbers and not the important thing, okay? No one wakes up and says, oh man, 
yeah, my cortisol levels are great, and my melatonin level is nice and low at this time. Oh, I'm good. No, it's, it's literally how you feel. And yes, there may be subjective measures in there, but it's repeatable. It's reproducible. It's something you can change and focus in on over time. So that's why you don't really want to obsess about these labs because they also lead you down the wrong road of focusing on numbers. And again, this mindset of focusing on things like supplements and also the food. Because what is food fundamentally? It is fuel for your metabolic engines. If there's a problem with the engines, how much are you going to improve the engines with just the fuel alone? You're not. Not a whole lot. At best, you're going to slow down the decay of those engines. And it's not so much you that's the problem. I like you. You're still here. It's the conventional thought process brought to these ideas. Because when I say like repairing your mitochondria, people are like, okay, NAD+, CoQ10, um, um, PQQ, ATT, ATP fuel, all this stuff. But again, it's never as simple as your gas gauge going on empty and just filling it back up. Because when you add an ATP, you've done the same thing as a bodybuilder who adds in testosterone exogenously from the outside in an injection you're going to cause an atrophy of your body's natural ability to then make these things for themselves. So you have two options. You know, be stuck on, you know, all the doctors who are like, oh yeah, ATP fuel, CoQ10, do that for life. Or you can be able to get your body to sustainably do it for itself. And that's why you, you don't want to bring that conventional thought process of just adding, you know, this pill for that ill. That is only going to get you so far for so long and either leading you to be completely unraveled or to be living at a fraction of where you can be and having to limit yourself on a day-to-day basis, canceling plans, and doing so much just to stay in place. The other big piece of this is, you know, there's the conventional, let's throw these pills at it. And then there's also the, you know, I don't want to call it the alternative space. That doesn't really mean much a whole lot to me, but, you know, people will say, oh, do ketosis. Again, that's a fuel component. And if you're throwing fuel, fat, that your body cannot process into the engine, what does that do? Because yes, you can get a little bit of bump out of ketosis from the ketones being present, but long-term, that is something that's actually gonna wear down your mitochondria. Again, just when you switch to something and you felt like things were going good, that's why your hopes get dashed again. Because temporarily, yes, you can get a bump. But long-term, too much fat in mitochondria that can't process fat, more free radicals, more damage, less energy. As simple as it is. And same thing with fasting, which essentially will, you know, have a ketosis part. But also, when your mitochondria are not working well, guess what happens when you do fasting? Instead of doing autophagy or autophagy, however you like to pronounce it, instead of cleaning themselves out now your cells are just killing themselves because they don't have the energy to do the spring cleaning so something that is good for someone else is not always good for the person who has fatigue and exhaustion like one of the craziest things i've ever heard someone's like yeah you know i was feeling really bad so i did a 30-day fast what in what realm is that ever going to picture it's not So these are the concepts you need to be avoiding and other things like 
cold exposure, where you're going into the ice bath and all this stuff. Again, what's going to happen here? Nervous system is going to get shocked and stressed, as if you weren't dealing with that enough already. This is why that causes people to crash and get worse. And then also, blood sugar levels go right up as soon as you would go into like a cold bath or plunge or whatever. And that's going to deplete your carbohydrate metabolisms even more in terms of their minerals and vitamins and all that stuff. And now you're hurting your carb burning. And then afterwards, you're now flooding your system with fat again. Okay. If your engines are not working well and you go into cold, it's going to make things worse. So you need to be incredibly careful. And then exercise is another one. And this is the conventional mindset. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like high intensity interval training. That's good for your mitochondria, man. And get some going, get some pumping. Yeah, that's that's true in like normal, healthy individuals and, and lab rats as well. But when they're already shot, again, driving a car with a broken engine is not going to make the engine repair itself. It's just not. And when you're revving into overdrive, it's going to make things worse. And so this is why, like, you need to be incredibly careful of when you're, like, bringing the conventional mindset and your framework from the past of all the things you've done in the past like okay oh well yeah let's just add this into the current thought process now you need a huge shift and so one of those things is you know another example of this is when we talk about circadian rhythms i mean it's in our name okay can't really hide it so with this but it's it's at a level of detail that is is not what you can google it's not like okay yeah i'm just gonna fix my sleep schedule and wear a night mask and have a bed routine and uh wake up at the same time every day and exercise at the same time and eat the same food at the same time and have seven cashews at 7 a.m and then eight almonds at 8 a.m it's not all that stuff because essentially what always happens there's this idea and then it's the conventional mindset in terms of the just how people are living their modern lives or just like oh yeah i need i need to get things going in the morning and i'm just gonna sit in front of this this big old box that's just going to shoot light into my eyes and now it'll just fix everything. No. There's a lot more exquisite details based on your individual ability to have that because not everyone's ever going to have the same circadian rhythm. That's just how things are. And that's why you need that really like that precise level of detail within your individual context to make things work. That's how you get all the clocks in your body to properly tick, like we mentioned, from your brain to your gut to your immune system to your muscles to your all of those require that individual component to be able to say, okay, what's wrong with your mitochondria? What's wrong with your rhythm? And this is one of the things that you know took me so much time to figure out in terms of myself and myself. And being able to go through all these mistakes of the cold, of the exercise, of the, you know, trying to like sit in front of the, one of these light boxes and just trying to say like, why is this not working? And being able to be like, okay, I am done with this old framework and let's just like start from scratch. Let's forget everything I've ever learned and just start from the absolute basics. And that is something where it is so rewarding to be able to do that because then you're able to get out of the frustration of the past, but also finally be in a space of where you're bringing that curiosity into a place where you can actually spur this healing. Before we get, you know, really more into how to have that curiosity there, just to summarize those last points, again, you should be able to address all these issues without the labs, engines over fuel, and that conventional thought process. Leave that out of the picture. And so how you do that is being able to really make sure, I mean, that one, that you're able to have that courage to leap into something different here. Because when you're going off off the beaten path, 
people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to be like, oh, that's bad for you and all, and all this stuff. But you have to be able to know that your health is more important than anyone's dogma, than what any doctor has told you that is absolute crap and has given you that weird sort of stare in their eyes. Because, yeah, they didn't talk about it in medical school and they never will. Because, I mean, honestly, guys, it's sick care. It's not health care. And so that is why you need to be able to have that action and that agency in yourself. And you may already have that and you're putting all your time and energy into fixing this and you're putting it into the wrong buckets, the wrong buckets of what you need to be doing. And being blessed with the ability to just put it in the right buckets, okay? You know, I'm sure there's, well, I don't know if there's others who have been able to really do that, but there's even fewer who come back and be able to be able to help people identify what their own buckets they need to be pouring their efforts into. Because you only have so much to give. You only have so many spoons. As they say in some sort of sections of chronic fatigue and fatigue issues. And when you're not able to do that, one of the worst things is when you are starting to lose hope on these issues. It's starting to be in a space of where you don't know where to turn. You don't know what you're doing. And then the thought comes of, of what if this is just it? And being able to justify and rationalize a life of just existing. Not saying it's bad. It happens because it's a last resort. And then living in that is like living life inside of a glass cage. And not being able to really, you know, get out there and enjoy it. And so... If you are someone who wants to break free and, and really be able to be at a point of where you're out there and you're able to be in a point of where your your health is simple, you've really made those like bold actions for yourself because you know your health is a foundation to everything in your life and you being able to have a new life is something of where, yes, you may feel like I've accepted this to a little bit, but there's that part of you who knows there's so much more and keeps working for it and clawing at it and like crawling out of this hole to get there then I want to be able to help you out. And so here's what we can do to help you out here. So in the next few days, we have, you know, next, I think, 48 hours here, we have slots on our calendar, 45, 60 minutes that we have there for you for free to be able to help you have a massive breakthrough, to be able to really get out of these limitations that you've been put into and misled into and being able to get really clear on what's not working, what that looks like exactly, and what your goals are and be able to how to get you there. Okay, because everyone has their own different sort of, you know, hole that they're in and everyone has their own summit to the top. And we need to know exactly what that path looks like for you and being able to put our heads together and get on the same page and being able to figure out those next best steps for you. And in doing so, there is absolutely no charge to doing so in this session. This call it is absolutely free because we want to be able to make sure that we can have that next best steps together and being able to help you really get out of the frustration, get out of the paradigm, and get on to your life. Because it kills me to know that, you know, people are focusing on all these little small things and, and focusing on all their efforts on adrenal fatigue for like one, two, three, four, five, ten years, and never getting that time back. And I want to be able to help you get to that point of where you're back in life and grateful and getting more out of it than anyone would on any given day because you have that appreciation for how great life is because you've had it taken away from you. And so that is what we do. And, you know, we do this because 
we want to really help you get to that level and because we care. And if we also, you know, we know we're a fit and we want to talk about what working with us looks like, we'll absolutely walk you through that and give you that option. The information is always yours in terms of what to, to do with it here. And so if that is something that, you know, you want to be able to have that opportunity, go to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk, and there'll be a calendar, pick a time, you'll fill out a form because we need this information to be like, okay, what are the major things we need to focus in on and be able to really help you powerfully address those issues. And once we're able to do so, that's where we can have that plan. But here's the thing. Just because this is free, just because I'm a cool guy, just because I have funny jokes, just because you're, you know, curious about what everything looks like is not a good reason to book this call. Okay. If you want to know more about me, there's like a bunch of videos on YouTube. This is really all about you. Okay. This is not about me. This call is not about me. It's not about anyone on my team. It's about you. It's about your problems and how to fix them powerfully. Whether that's with us or with someone or something else, we're going to steer you to whatever is best for you. And yes, it's a, it's a call with someone on the internet, doctor on the internet. Guys, again, it's about you and your journey. If you want your journey to be drastically different, and if you're someone who's willing to do the inconvenient, if you're willing to be different, if you're willing to change your ways and let go of everything from the past and be able to move forward into something that is really as simple as hell can be and not some crazy, you know, crap thing, <laughs> all of those crazy crap things that are out there, because this is really honestly how life and humans are designed to thrive. That's where it will help people achieve. But we have to know that you have a problem. We have to know that you're a fit. And if we want to be able to help you execute that plan, then we'll talk about that. And so if you're someone who you're ready, you're ready to show up coachable, you're ready to dig deep, you're ready to show up in a way knowing that us as the experts can help get you those next best steps, then book a call. If you're going to call me and just yell at me and ask me, who I am, where I went to and what my, you know, like what my shoe size is and all this stuff. Don't do that. Don't be that person because each and every single time slot on our calendar is for people that are struggling and want to break through. This is not for you to, you know, piss around some time here and waste it. <laughs> okay. You do not work in, you do not walk into a surgeon's office and just ask him, Hey, what's, what's going on, man? No. Because that is now taking away time from someone who could have been served. And I say that playfully and respectfully to you and also everyone who deserves to have this service. And so if that's you, and it is you, you deserve to have this breakthrough. You deserve to be able to see a life that is different. And see it in a way of where you know it's just not a dream that keeps you going through each and every single day but becoming a reality each and every single day, each and every single week of where you see yourself months down the road and know that the light at the end of the tunnel is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Because this is a conversation that you will not be able to have with anyone else out there. Yeah, you may have talked to other people on the internet. That's awesome. But no one else is able to have these breakthroughs like we're able to provide for other people. It truly is 
life-changing. All of our best clients go through this and it's something that allows you to be that person if you're putting in the work to be one of our testimonials and be able to be a success. Have your life back. Have that ability to have joy. And so, again, go to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. Take your time. Fill out a form. We'll call you at the time and it will be the best 45 to 60 minutes you have spent on your health this year. That I can promise you. So, everyone, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, go ahead, book your free breakthrough call. And I'll see your name on the calendar and even speak to you in person. Thanks for tuning into today's show. A brand new episode is released every week. So make sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard, and if you want to see if you're fit to work with us, then head over to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. We'll get on the phone with you for 45 minutes and we'll get crystal clear on three things. What's really going on with your health, the goals you should be working towards in your healing journey, and the exact strategy to get there. Reclaiming your health does not happen without expert guidance. We've helped clients of all ages all over the world with all sorts of diagnoses who feel they've tried everything for decades and finally get their lives back. So to see if we can help you do the same, then head over to OptimalCircadianHealth.com forward slash talk. I'm Dylan Peckus, and let's talk soon. This podcast is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease and does not equal or replace medical advice. Always consult with your physician and double check the validity of any suggestions on this podcast before changing your behavior. Content presented herein is the opinion of Dylan Peckus unless otherwise noted. This information is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional and is not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the research and experience of Dylan Peckus. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional. Optimal Circadian Health LLC is neither responsible nor liable for misinterpretation, misuse, damage, loss, injury, or misunderstanding caused through the content presented. Statements made on this podcast have not yet been evaluated by the FDA. Nothing presented should be understood as a recommendation that you should not consult with a medical or health professional to address your particular concerns. Your viewing, listening, sharing of this content including implementation of any suggestions set out does not create a physician client or other professional relationship between you and the optimal circadian health LLC or any of its professionals.